What's up, everybody? What's cracking like you with the booty smacking? It's the one and only, your favorite photographer, Netorious One, broadcasting to you live and direct here in the AC headquarters of North Hollywood, California. And we are back with another phenomenal show. This is What's the Word, in case you don't know. Whether you guys are listening, whether you guys are, you know, driving, listening to us, watching us on TV, or if your wife got you washing the dishes, you know what? I appreciate it. Much love and respect. I hope you guys had a marvelous day. If you guys didn't, man, no worries. You know, if everything is going bad, you know, just walk to the nearest mirror, look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself it's all right, man. You know, it's going to be okay. Um, today is August 10th. It is the 222nd day of the year, you know. So once again, man, let's go out there and get it, everybody. Now, the two gentlemen that I'm blessed to interview right here, it's a definition of hustlers, the definition of hustle and motivate right to anybody that says there isn't enough hours in the day these guys will show you otherwise these guys are everywhere man like i said you know their faces everywhere they're grinding and i'm thankful man to have them on the show with that being said kobe and kicks what's up man how you guys doing today hey what's up my boy notorious what's, what's up on, what's brother? up what's good thank you for having us american cholo gill What's up, my boy? Notorious. Thanks, yeah, man. Nah, definitely. Hey, appreciate you having us here, man. Of course. Like I said, look, it's only right. Um, you guys gave me a big opportunity without you guys even knowing. We're going to go ahead and get into that right now. But, you know, to go ahead and start it off, I want the audience to know a little bit about yourself. So let me start off with you, Kobe. Uh, tell everybody where, where, where were you born and raised at? I was born in uh, Santa Ana. Okay. And uh, it was uh, Orange County. Uh, born and raised there. And, uh, you know... Um, the Santa Ana I grew up in is a different Santa Ana from that's now. Yes. So, you know, I grew up around, you know, like most of us that come from inner city culture, you know, saying gangs and stuff like that, you know. And so I, my upbringing was predominantly from a good family, you know, good, good home. But, um, you know, just my environment was pretty crazy growing up so throughout the years that kind of stayed with me and then um and yeah you know that just kind of made me who i am now though you know what i'm saying so yeah santa Ana was definitely uh i moved around a lot you know i would go to las vegas right then come back to santa Ana. i went to atlanta come back to santa Ana. go to new york come back to santa Ana. you know what i'm saying so like and by by you moving to all these other states is this by yourself is this with your family this was by myself. This was by myself. This was during the time where um, it was like I was still trying to like um, like figure out where I wanted to be. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you're still trying to find your voice. You're trying to find your your lane. And in that, um, you just you know you 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 go around different areas trying to create who you are. You know, or find you who you are. Okay, I, I understand. So, um, how about yourself, Kicks? Uh, actually, myself, I'm actually was born in a in Orange County. Okay. Uh, raised in the IE, so I was raised uh, ten years in Orange County, ten years plus uh, in Riverside. So I represent both sides on there. Um, yeah, and I, you know, I had a really good family myself. Um, I kind of grew up with nothing, but I think that kind of brought me uh, to who I am today. Definitely, and. Again, so one thing I want to ask both of you guys, what I respect about you guys, I see the hustle. I I see it and I wanted to know, is growing up, who's the one that laced you, I guess, as to, you know, like, where'd you get your hustle from? 
uh, I want to say I got my hustle from my mom, uh, Crystal Daniel. Uh, she was actually, um, she was really, really big inspiration to me. Uh, she was a single mother. Um, then, she, you know, she you know, had people around that she had, you know. But um, predominantly, she was, she was the only person bringing in some cash. And she showed me what it was to, you know, to balance life and, you know, work at the same time. So it's safe to say seeing your mother working hard, that motivated you a lot. Always. Oh, definitely. How about yourself, Kobe? You know what? When it comes to myself, as far as who was my example, I want to say I don't have one real person like to say this is 100% the person that I was following. But um, I think like, okay, obviously my mom and dad send the found, you know, respect and values and morals and stuff like that right but um i was like i grew up with like and because i was part of a gang right and in that in the gang you really are who you hang with so who my boys were is who who i was like in a sense those were my examples right bad examples yeah but nevertheless, my examples, you know what I'm saying? So I don't have one person to say like, oh, my brother this or my mother this or my dad this, you know. For me, honestly, I was probably more influenced running around the streets and with the homies. So by bad examples, do you mean seeing them pretty much seeing them? OK, I want to do the opposite of what they're doing. Or? No, no, no. It's because, you know, it, it's you don't really know it's like you know right and wrong right but wrong seems more appealing and so that's kind of what what it was you know um shit when you're young everything you know whatever looks dope at the moment is what you're gonna do and and we're talking what the 90s the 90s okay ladies the 80s okay so for the most part, the big homies outside. What, what's, yeah, yeah, you know. Try to kind of, kind of, kind of break down. Uh, what's the what's the Saturday looking like? Young Shit. Kobe stepping out. Nah, nah, not even that because Saturday daytime, I'm on the block slaying dope. Morning, rise and grind. By middle of that day, um, you go to the swap meet to the swap mall. We call it buy some Ben Davis and some white tees and shit. You know what I'm saying? And then we didn't have a car, you know what I'm saying? But the homie had a car, so we all pitching on gas. And then we go cruising. Back then, we'd cruise Bristol. And then we go back to the block or to a neighborhood, and then shit pop off. Yeah. That was Saturday night. Understood. So talk to me about the day both of you guys met. How did, Ooh. how did, yeah. Hey, Kobe, you got to tell this one, bro. Well, you know what? We were, we, I was, so I was a barber and at the, so, so I'm out of prison. I'm a, I'm a barber now <laughs> and I'm just trying to do the right thing. I remember you're just a barber. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a barber, right? I, I'm cutting hair in a barber shop and kicks would come into the barber next to me, get his haircut. And then, um, one day kicks rolls through to get a haircut, but homeboy wasn't there. So kids was like, hey, man, you mind cutting my hair? I said, yeah, I got you next. And that, from that moment, led to this. But at the time, I wasn't doing nothing. Kicks was, had his own rap thing going on. 
I wouldn't say that you weren't doing nothing because remember you did bring out to me that you were thinking about starting that maldito pomade, and I was thinking <laughs> I was like, man, that sounds cool. That sounds like a cool business. And he lays me all right, by the way. I, this beer's crispy for a reason. <laughs> okay. You know, but you know, I was I was trying to find something because back in the day I was a rapper. I was a terrible rapper. I sucked. I was horrible at rapping. I, I, and I think people need to. I think people need more like real people around them. Because everybody around you is a yes man. Nobody really want to tell you the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, dog, don't rap, dog. You know, yeah. you suck. You know what I'm saying? But you're my boy. But people don't do that. And so after I kept throwing money away, wasn't going nowhere, I was like, fuck, none of this shit's working. Like, I was doing this, doing that. Like, I couldn't sell dope anymore. Obviously, I'm not going to go out and steal anymore, Right fucking i can't go do home invasions i can't do any of that stuff like what the fuck do i do i don't know nobody i got no real connections i'm nothing i'm nobody like how the fuck do i you know like like how do i find something and i was confused in a sense where like you want better but you don't know better but you know better but don't know how to get better right right and so once i started so then I started um, working at strip clubs, like managing like the the, the, the girls or whatever. And uh, so then I started throwing barber battles because I saw at the strip club, like I'd bring, like I see like how people love alcohol and women. I mean, it's a no brainer. So then I started throwing barber battles. And in the sense of throwing barber battles, I was making it free. Like, fuck it. Just, just come. Just, I don't care. But all the alcohol was my money. So then I, I, then I flooded with bad bitches, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, women bring the men out. And men going to spend money. You know what I'm saying? We, we could throw all that equality shit right out the window when it comes to women and alcohol. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we're going to fucking, we're going to spend money. And so I start as I was doing events. Now, here's the thing, though. But let me rewind years back. So there was a time when raves were in, like the greasers and rebels and all that shit, right? And so um, what happened was I was, I, was throwing, I was throwing raves out in Vegas and I was picking up ecstasy and then I was having my boys sell my ecstasy in the raves, but it was my rave. Okay. And if you were selling XC in my rave, the homies were going to fucking escort you out. So, so I had made good money doing that, but it was all illegal parties, warehouses, fucking backyards, backyards, you know, fucking like <laughs> these, these things were like, obviously it couldn't really hold no real weight. Right. So I saw the potential in being a promoter. Shout out my boy Sweet Lou out in Las Vegas because Sweet Lou would bring, like his cousin's Erica Badu. Oh, sure. And then okay. he would throw events and bring fucking, uh, um, what's that one dude? Um, uh, Key Sweat, right? He'd yeah. bring Key Sweat and he'd pack it out and he'd invite me to the event. And I'd be like, dog, I, 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 I got to do this like on a professional level. So some time had gone by and I had thrown an event. Nobody came. But this is before fucking Instagram or nothing, right? It's a flyer party. 
Nobody came. Lost all that money. Then like two weeks later, I threw another party at a homie's pad and that shit got flooded. So I was like, okay, it seems like people love the hood shit more than the fucking high end shit because we it's like easier to go to the, the to the backyard function than it is to go to a nice venue. Yeah. So then so then when UrbanCon, you know, how UrbanCon eventually came out, I was like, let me bring the hood to let a nice me. venue. Okay, so I kind of, before we get into that, I want to ask you, so UrbanCon, right? Again, you're already hustling. There's a lot of things that you're doing. You pretty much have your hands everywhere. Right off the bat, that's that's what I noticed. Sir. What is it? Why? Like, what made you create UrbanCon? So UrbanCon was like an accident. It was an accident that like like it wasn't hey you gotta let them know the original name or become prior to this remember because we, yeah, it we was, had this conversation so it was it was gonna be something else right but what what it was was as a barber i was like okay so okay this goes back to rapping though it was me it was king little g compton chapel at neighborhood watch studios which is like not far from here wait a minute so you're telling me that you were Rapping with King Little G. No, 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 So, <laughs> rest in peace, Andrew Mezzi was an uh, uh, engineer. engineer at Neighborhood Watch Studios. Right. Now, this is the time where I'm rapping. King Little G is barely coming up. Like, nobody, like, he's just doing his thing, right? Compton Chapel is doing his thing. And so, I'm working with Andrew Mezzi. At Neighborhood Watch Studios. Okay. And Compton Chapel and King Little G are getting their music mixed by Andrew Mezzi from Interscope Records. He's like freelancing on the side, right? So I am kicking back at the studio with Andrew as he's mixing down King Little G's music and Compton Chapel. So anyways, long story short... This is the time where I'm rapping. Yeah. So, so King Little G, I'm talking to him and he, I was like, hey, dog, you make a lot of money off of music? Like, you really do or not? And he goes, he says to me, well, I make money off of my Sucio's brand. The AK-47 shirt. Remember when he was yeah. doing all that? So then he shows me, he goes, look how much money I made. So then he was like, try to create something. So, all right. That stuck with me all those years. I kept rapping, rapping, but I didn't want to do a t-shirt line. That's like kind of what everybody does. I wanted to do something different. So now I'm working as a barber. So I'm selling like Johnny B, Suavecito, fucking um, Gentleman Republic. I'm selling all these brands. And I go, hey, what if I were to create my own brand? Right? Now, mind you, I don't know the legal world of business at this point. I don't understand taxes. I don't understand... S-Corps and LLCs and C-Corps. I don't understand these things, right? I'm completely like, like, um, I, I'm, I'm ignorant to this stuff, right? So I'm sitting at the barbershop one day and I, I look up a trademark attorney and I go, I'm going to create my own, I'm going to create my own fucking brand. And when I, and so then I was like, I'm going to make my own pomade. So then I created a pomade 
And when I created that pomade, I trademarked it, did everything, got it done, bought it in bunt, big ass 5,000 minimum order. And now I'm sitting in the fucking, in the, in the, in my kitchen, in my living room, there's 5,000 boxes of fucking pomade. <laughs> so, so. Your truck full. Remember that? Remember that truck full? No, check it out. Pomade. Check it out. So then I go, all right, now I got to move this shit. It's one thing to buy it. Yeah. Now I got to get you to want to buy my shit. So I go, so I start researching, like, how do you move a brand? Like, how do you start a brand? So then one of the things I saw was like, you got to go to like conventions or trade shows. So then I started looking up trade shows. I started realizing that all the trade shows that regarding barbering, at least the big names, they're on the East Coast. I'm in California. So I'm like, I got 5,000 boxes of this shit. How the fuck? I can't just hop on a plane with fucking 30, 40 fucking boxes of fucking pomade. Nope. Yeah. So next thing you know, I loaded up a fucking, I told my, my girl at the time, I said, hey, there's this big event coming up in Connecticut. And I'm going to go. So then I drove from Cali to Connecticut, Hartford. Hey, you got to say the route, though. You got to say the route, shout, shout out Jay Major. Shout out Jay Major. Shout out Jay Majors. The, the, the Connecticut Barber Expo. And so then I fucking drove over there and um, started, sell, started selling pomade. And then I started hitting spots like in Illinois, New Mexico, um, New Jersey, Texas. Man. You know, on the way there, I was stopping at barber supply stores and hitting barber shops up. Barber shops up. And mind you, I'm bald headed. And I'm selling driving across pomade. the United States <laughs> selling fucking pomade. You know how like fucking stupid I looked? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like people were looking at me like, what the fuck you doing? So I get to Connecticut. I start meeting all these big name barbers. And then. Um, and, and, who then so, and who were some of the barbers that you met? She, I, well, I mean, I met everybody from like Rob, the original, fucking um, Body Barber, A Rod, um, shit, uh, 360 Jeezy. I mean, you name them, all the heavy hitters. So these are all big time. These are the yes. this is the biggest of the biggest of the fucking barber game. You know, um, I start I start shaking hands with everybody, meeting everybody. I start meeting the owners of different companies. And then I would sit there and be like, hey, how do you do your taxes, dog? AG, like, how do you do this? And how do you do that? And how do you implement? Um, how do you, you know, do all these crazy things, right? And as and little by little, like, homeboy from Suavecito would tell me this. Homeboy from fucking uh, um, Babyliss would tell me this. So these big name barber owner company people were giving me a little game here and there. So then... I'd apply it to myself. So, honestly, the key the key goal here was networking. But but going back to UrbanCon, so going to these different conventions, I was going to like anime conventions, sneaker conventions, Comic Con, uh, lowrider car shows, fucking this that barber stuff, all this all this all this randomness, because there's people there, right? They, they, these people do their hair. Right. And so um, as I was going to all these different shows, one of the things that I saw was like the lack of like the Hispanic culture. And I, when I say Hispanic culture, I don't really know what to call it. I don't know if you're talking like. Like heritage is what you're talking about? Like, like what you're trying to talk about? Like, like 
Because some people are Chicano, some people are Latino, some people are uh, uh, Puerto Rican. There's a lot. Hispanic, yeah, yeah, right? So I don't really know. We, so, come in different, we come in different areas. But one of the things that I noticed in all of this was that, like, majority of the people that I saw at these conventions were Hispanic or Latino or whatever you call yourself. But they were of some type of, you know, uh, you know Hispanic descent, right? And And I was watching it going, like, there's nobody there representing like us. there's there's nothing there that represents their culture. It's kind of like a broad spectrum. And so then I was like, okay, I want to say like 80% of the consumers are Hispanic, but yet there's nothing here that illustrates them as the face of the show. Being a fucking uh, a small business convention, sneaker convention, and it was like there was nothing there. You see a lot of uh, things for the African American community, the 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 white American community, the Asian community, but it seems like the the consumers are Hispanic, but there's nothing representing them. So so I'm like in Mississippi. I'm in I'm in the middle of Mississippi, just chilling at a swamp, kind of by like like a swamp because I was like pulling off to the side of the road, just kind of kick back for a little bit. Right. So I'm sitting in like Mississippi, and I'm like. Sitting there thinking like, man, I just came back from three different conventions, Philadelphia, New Jersey, and New York. And I was like, what if there was a convention that was given to the Rasa community and introduced the rappers that have a following, but they don't actually get a fair shot? The Instagram models, they're beautiful, but they're not on magazine covers and they're not on TV, on right? Indie, then you see videos. like the, the comedians. We, there's so many dope-ass comedians, but they're not doing Netflix specials. They're, they're doing skits on fucking IG. Right. Then there's all these dope-ass podcasts, but they're not on ESPN Sports. They're not on fucking TV. Mainstream, nothing. They're, so all, we have our own version of every single thing that's you know, in the yeah. media, but we don't have, like, we don't get the space. So then I was sitting there thinking, like, what if I can pull all of this together and put it under one roof? Yes. So in other words, what you wanted to do, you wanted to go ahead and give everybody a platform to go ahead and pretty much show off with any talent that they have. Opportunity to opportunity. Yes. And without you guys even knowing... You, my man, you gave me one of the biggest opportunities for me as a photographer. Okay, so it's 2020, 2022, right? Um, shout out to my uncle JR. If you're watching, shout out. What's, what's good, fam? So, JR, what's up, my yeah. boy? So look, I'm going to tell you guys how I was introduced to the Urban Con, okay? And pretty much what it's done to me. So <clears throat> he's telling me, hey, um, I'm about to go ahead and perform. Come through. You know, would you mind taking pictures? Again, you know. I'm a photographer trying to earn my stripes. I said, I'm there. I didn't know what to expect. Here I go walking into the convention center. Here I go I'm walking in right through the front where rush, the Rush Hour 1 was filmed, right? So I'm looking up. I'm, I'm thinking of the movie. I'm tripping out. We get in there. Man, I see cars. I see women. I see barbers putting in work. I see uh, motorcycles as well. I see everything, right? Right, Meeting right. Meeting with celebrities. Yeah. You see. So I'm... I'm Right off the bat, man, I'm just tripping balls. I'm like, oh, shit, okay, this is fucking legit, right? Um, I'm with my uncle. He's, he's uh, you know, he's setting up shop. We have a booth. You know, we're right there. I think we're selling T-shirts and hat at the time. 
But then as I'm there, I'm seeing faces just coming, walking around. I'm seeing multiple people just walking around. So you know what? This is an opportunity for me to go out there and, and, and pretty much, you know, me starting people and take pictures of myself. I had just, I had just bought my Sony. I'm, I'm walking around with my Sony. So I said, okay, it's a perfect opportunity. I go crazy, bro. I'm taking pictures of King Little G. I'm taking pictures of Bozo, Jenny69, you know, all these up-and-coming rappers. The cars is the lowriders as well. So I go crazy. So um, within the next day, my followers pretty much double. The pictures, you know, you go on my Instagram right now, they're still there. Everything was great. And, you know, you know, me for myself, me being a photographer, man, I want to say thank you for going ahead and, you know, creating something like that, right? But again, so what I'm trying to ask is, there's a lot of things you could you could have done, right? But like, what, like, why is it that you wanted to give everybody a platform? You know, the the I want to say the main thing for me was um, I wanted to do something that was just dope as fuck, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to do something that nobody had ever done before. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times. You have people who, who, who like, and like, I really am about the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, Definitely, I'll be at a car yeah. shows. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I really am the, the culture. Most definitely. So, so it was really important to me to put something together for the culture. Because the thing is that nobody does it. Everybody's afraid to put their money up. See, the thing is with me is that I don't care if I win or lose. You know what I'm saying? What's that saying go? When when I lose, I still win, or what is yeah, it? Even but, when I lose, I still win. But because I'm not, I'm not <laughs> in it for financial gain. I'm not in it for financial gain. I'm not in it for like notoriety. Notoriety. Not, I'm, I'm in it to say like I did this shit for the culture, and the culture loves it. That was the main thing for me because a lot of this, like a lot of like in our culture, we have all these artists, we have all these great models, comedians, actors, rappers, writers, directors, podcasts, talented, people. talented people, but nobody shows them any love. Why is that? So all these big name promoters, and I get it. They're they charge. Like, they, they go, want- there's no money in it because they just, you know, and I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something nobody ever did before. Yeah. And this is this is crazy because even when we were doing Urban Con, remember that, that slogan we had, remember, you never know who's going to pop up. Right. You it never know who's going to pop up. You never know who's going to pop up. And also because of, of that reason, too, um, you know, a lot of people just came out of love. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of people, King popped up out of love. You know, that, you know, shout out King Little G for coming on through. So uh, I want to talk about the day that Kobe went ahead and presented his idea to you. What was your opinion? Of, of the urban con hey honestly when he told me straight up he was like hey uh i got this crazy idea i remember every time he starts his sentence i got a crazy idea i know it's a fucking crazy idea he's like what if i brought barbers tattoo artists low riders comedians movie stars all in one on one area you know like it didn't have to be movie stars it could just be people you know doing stuff let's just bring them together i was like, i'm with it you know like we were just let's just let's get done because that, that's the type of person i'm with me and kobe like we have a mutual respect because we both hustle that's what yeah. we do you know and uh that's one person i go to when i need my advice you know like business-wise yeah. like so uh when he came up to me with that crazy idea i said i'm all in let's do it make it happen so i'm started making a i started doing emails and keep in mind at the time we were doing the block report right yeah we were doing the block report but yeah yeah, yeah we were doing the yeah block we were doing the block report yeah, remember yeah. that we were doing yeah. the block report. so we're doing interviews and, uh, you know, we were interviewing King Cash, Namek, Paez. Uh, we interviewed, uh, uh, when we interviewed, um, who, 
Oh, we interviewed um, Face LA. Oh, Baldacci. Baldacci. That's how I met JR. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he brought JR, Baldacci brought JR to the, to the, to the barbershop. Yep. We were recording at the podcast was done at the barbershop. Yep. So when we, when we met Baldacci and everything, so we're like, oh, you know, let's put things together. So when it happened, and, uh, you know, it took, it took years. This didn't just happen from him saying this. Uh, keep in mind, this came out in 2018. Was it 2018 when we were talking about this or was it 2019? No, it was 2019 when we were talking in 2019. 2019 because it was going to happen in 2020, but COVID, COVID shut, hit. COVID shut down UrbanCon. That's right. Okay. Yeah, remember right, 2020 right. was a crazy so, year. But yeah. 2018, I had already put the money up to do it. 2017, it was bubbling. But it, it it's it's a good thing that it, it 2020 happened because when 2020 happened, it gave us a chance to go back and regroup and like, okay, let's we need to do this a little differently because the whole concept was gonna be like the same thing, but it was gonna have a different approach, different name, do it, different everything. Right. Now, in order to be able to go ahead and create, you know, a show like this, obviously it takes it takes money, right? Um, to me, I feel as though you're very great with your money. Like, like, what's the your saving up process? How is that? Was it all the pomade that you sold? Just so you know, to- you know, you know what? It it's one of those. Okay, look. All right, let's get into the financials of it. Yes, that's what Everybody I want to talk. Know All right, let's talk five yeah. bitcoins let's, that you've been into. Let's, you know, let's talk money. Let's talk money. <laughs> let's talk money. Yes. All right. So when we're talking about money, and you want to do something major like this, right? Obviously, like okay, let's let's give me, let me give you an example. To rent the LA Convention Center, you need fifty thousand dollars plus. $200,000 in cash for in your account to show as a liquid asset, right? Like you got to have cash like right then and there. You got to have a $10 million insurance. insurance policy, okay? Not even Anaheim and Long Beach asked for this. Only LA asked for this because of the, the crypto.com stadium that's connected, that's part of it, YouTube theaters, and they're all like under the same umbrella, right? Right. Security alone is going to run you about 15000 right? The, the contractors are union. So you're paying union dues? 30000 Well, I paid 26000 They gave me a little discount. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and, then, and then, so then you're talking, okay. Um, and then remember, everybody wants to get paid, right? They ain't selling no tickets but they want to get paid. And I understand because time is money. I get it. I get it. But these people don't want $200. These people don't want $300. Thousands. They want, I want 2000 I want 3000 I want 4000 You know what I'm saying? They throw this shit out like it's candy. So you go, fuck. That's a lot of goddamn money. You know, when you wind this whole shit up, right? Then you got to get LAPD. LAPD was $12,000. Then you got to get the permits, the tattoo permits. You got to get all these different things. Before you know it, you're like over... Like 100000 into it. Way over a hundred grand yeah. at this point, right? Yeah, that sounds like a lot of money. Just to take a gamble. And hope you bring in... And hope that you even make back 20%. Right? 
But remember something with me is that I don't give a fuck. And I don't mean that in the sense where I don't give a fuck like I don't give a fuck because I give a fuck. I say it in the sense where I'm not here for that because I make a living. This is extra money. So if I make money back, great. If I don't, fuck it. We're still going to do it next year because it's all about the experience. Here, here's something that I learned. I, I got to share this because it's really important to me. The reason I have this like stupid ass mentality. Yeah. I want to call it stupid, but yeah. <laughs> the reason I have this stupid ass mentality is because when I was in prison, I talked to a lot of lifers. When I worked in the medical field and nursing homes. I dealt with a lot of people who were dying on hospice. When I was selling dope and I would sit there and talk to the fucking heroin addicts and to the, and to the, and to the people who were smoking rock and they had given up all their everything. They no longer have anything. And I would just sit on the curb and like we would just chop it up and talk while they were smoking fucking dope or slamming, whatever it was. The one thing that I learned amongst all these people that they all had in common was one thing, and that's regret. So everybody has regret, and you don't want to live your life having regret. I should have done this. I should have. I should have asked this person out. I should have went on this trip. I should have done this. I should have done all so, the missed opportunities. So for me, Urban Con and everything I do has nothing to do about money. It just I'm just living out my dream. This has to do with the people. It That's just has to do with me giving back to the culture because this is what I love. This is where my heart's at. But at the end of the day, I could say, hey, I did that shit. Now, yeah, we did. Do you, <laughs> so you, right now, by the sounds of you doing so much, man, for the people, you guys are doing so much. Do you feel that you're receiving the love back? I don't really pay attention. I don't pay attention in the sense where, like, because see, even if people like it, they're not really going to tell you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and even if people appreciate it, they're not going to tell you, right? But that doesn't mean you're going to not be a nice person when you say hi to somebody and they don't say hi back to you. You're not going to let that damper your day, right? So whether or not I get any recognition or notoriety or appreciation or any of that kind of stuff won't deter me from being a good person. See, the problem that we have is that we have too many bad people. We need more good people. Right. So there's no sense in being upset on what you don't get. Just whatever you're doing and you're happy at that, what you're doing, that is what you need to worry about. Inside. That's all, yeah, that's Your personal all. happiness. That's basically what you're saying right now. Not that's sure. that's, that's yeah. it. I want to give a shout out to OG Steve, you know, in the super chat. Salute Notorious. Salute the American Cholo platform. Salute the guests from Eastside, Alter in Bronx, New York. Man, shout out to the East Coast. Hey, so, what's up, OG Steve? Yeah, so... um. Talk to me about your experience, man. How was how was your perspective in the in the Urban Con at, at the convention center? Honestly, it was a great opportunity. I'm I'm glad Kobeon gave me an opportunity to uh, hop on a board, and you know, at, you know, we're, we're friends, we're good friends at the end of the day. But when it comes to business, like I know where he wants everything to be at, and so I come from a big sales background. I I did ten plus years in sales, so I knew what it took to reach out to these. people. Oh no, let me let me stop you right there. Let me say something about kicks. Yeah. All right. So people know this shit, right? All right, I don't do business without my boy Kicks talking for me because Kicks can sell water to a whale. You know what I'm saying? So Kicks is like he has that gift of 
negotiating, talking. I, I'd be embarrassed. I, I like, like he'll say some crazy shit like, hey, dog, nah, I'm going to. That's they, not going to work for me today. That's not going to work for me. I'll be like, damn, fool, I can't <laughs> say that. Like, he'll be like, they said a thousand bucks. He goes, I'm going to give them two. I'll be like, shit, 200 bucks. I'll be like, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to walk away. <laughs> uh, no, all right, bro. It was a good time. Bro. I appreciate that. No, but uh, honestly, just from perspective, my, my perspective, um, not only did he give me an opportunity to put it together, bring it together, you know, and continuously still do it right now, but uh, he also gave me an opportunity to host. And, you know, I got a host next to Concrete. It was pretty cool to see Concrete out there and uh, and just, you know, hear, hear everyone, you know, and see everyone just enjoying the event. I like seeing the kids uh, and go out there and, and, and interact with the, the celebrities. I like them going from booth to booth, seeing all the toys. Keep in mind, all these vendors that were there, they made money. They enjoyed it. They were having a great time. I had nobody that walked up to me and said, hey, you know, I didn't like it. Even the people that, that may have not been able to, to get in there as a vendor or as there as an artist, they're like, man, that shit was dope. You know, and I got to meet a lot of cool people, you know, honestly. So, you know, Urbicon to me is, is life, bro. And, and I can't wait for this year for sure. It really is. Yeah. So obviously as successful as it was, you know, last year, now <clears throat> you guys decided to take it to Ontario. Oh, we're taking it to another level, actually. Yeah, you guys take it to another level. This is another level this year, right, Kobe? <laughs> Yes, sir. So as, as opposed to just running it back in L.A., why Ontario this year? So, you know, um, I got to ask this one for you, Kobe. Remember, go ahead, remember what go we ahead, said? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, look, so we brought it to L.A. last year, right? Right. L.A. is, a, uh, uh, just to say, L.A. is the capital where you go, and that's where you want to see everybody. That's where everyone wants to go to. I don't feel like the IE gets that same love. I feel like the IE kind of, you'll get these big events that happen, but they don't get the love from everybody. And we wanted to bring... Everybody on the roof, everyone from LA to San Diego to the IE. I want you guys all there. Barstow, everybody that can make it, can make it. So, uh, you know, IE being the epic center that it is, we had to do it in Ontario. We had to. And, you know, Kobe, man, with, with his crazy ideas, I had, to be, I had to just back it up all 100%. He's the one who said Ontario, bro. And then, not included, we still had, we were actually going to take it to Arizona, but he said, nah, bring it back to Ontario. Because we're still going to Arizona next year. That's the best part. But this year, Ontario is going to be the epic center of UrbanCon for sure. So what's the, what's the goal with UrbanCon? So you guys pretty much want to go state to state? Is, is... We want to bring it to everybody. want to give... Uh, so if you're in you know, Texas, Arizona, Kentucky, wherever you are, yeah. we want to bring those people that don't get the notoriety or, or get to get that, that opportunity. Come on through. Yeah. And we'll bring our people from California. Why don't, we, why don't we bring people from California? Why don't we bring people from, from other states out there and give them opportunity? You know, a lot of these artists, they don't grow, outgrow California. And it's, it's kind of sad because a lot of talent's out here. You know, I, I would love to see, you know, all this talent in Texas. Uh, what, if the, what if the Texas and California's mixed together? You know, we can make something really big and, and make something happen. Oh, yes. That'll definitely be epic. So talk to me a little bit about the upcoming, um, the upcoming show in Ontario, though. Oh what, man! What can what can the fans expect? Talk to me a little bit. I don't know if you guys want to name a couple of artists that may be performing. Well, we do have some headliners coming through. Uh, you know, we got Mr. Little One, Shadow. Uh, we definitely got uh Mr. Criminal, Mr. Homicide, Play Deville. Uh, we got Iron from Glock Stars, Doughboy 909. Uh, there's a lot of talent. Cartoon from Cartoon from uh, Hood Figures for sure. Shout out Cartoon. He's gonna be over there too as well. He's been making a name for himself. Brown, Brown Label Entertainment. Brown Label Entertainment. Sponsoring the, the, the actual music stage of it. So the blog report presents UrbanCon, but the music stage this year got sponsored by Brown Label. Right. 
So Brown Label Entertainment will be Brown, in the house. Be the one ha- handling the fucking uh the sponsorship on the on the on the music stage. You know what I'm saying? Because remember, again, Urban Con breaks down for everybody, right? It's for everybody. It's meant for everybody to get a piece of the action, to get recognized, to celebrate urban artistry because if you break down urban con urban con is actually an art show it's just different forms of art it's an interactive art show right so So you got music it's a form of art right you got instagram models that's a form of art clothing is a form of art cars are a form of art barbers makeup sneakers all these different things are a form of art so the way i like to describe urban con is the celebration and recognition of urban culture artistry and so um so yeah so you know again it's meant for everybody to partake you know and 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 you know and i want to diversify it some right because that's the only way we'll really grow is by diver you know mixing with other cultures right and some you might this let's say for example this asian guy right asian asian person up and coming. No, no, no. Like a, 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 a spectator, person okay. in the crowd. Here's Cujo the Savage rap. Never heard Cujo before in his life. Only hears Stupid Young and Jeezy and everybody who's on the radio. And all of a sudden, he hears Cujo and he goes, oh, my God. It's a dope-ass fucking rapper. How come I never heard of him? So now you just got, you just crossed into another realm of fans that never have heard you. So that was my goal was to diversify it. But one of the things that I found that were very reluctant, even to, to kicks and me that we, we learned is that it's really hard to get other nationalities to hop on board with you because they really do judge you. Now, not in a bad way. Let me take that back. Right. Not in a sense where like there's like they're not fucking with you because you're not the same nationality. No, it's just that they haven't seen what you got to offer yet. So you're like a you're like a small fish in a big pond. So you got you got to show what you got first before you know what I'm saying. It's like you got to show what you got in order for them to fuck with you, because your people will take a gamble on you. You know what I'm saying? Like we'll we'll stop at a any restaurant and fucking eat because it's a Hispanic restaurant, but to get a different nationality to stop at that restaurant, you see what I'm saying? So they got you got to give them a taste of what you got. And keep in mind the first Urbicon when we did it, um, I had a total. of 45 artists that I had put on. 30 artists showed. Yeah. So 15 artists said, fuck showed. y'all. And I, I wouldn't say they said, fuck y'all. It just, it, they didn't believe in what we had going on. They, they and, didn't see the vision. And, and now this year, those same 15 artists that didn't get that opportunity last year are in my DMs. Like, hey man, sorry I missed last year. I'm interested in doing it. And, you know, respectively, we, we, we just, you know, tell them it's, it's okay. You're more than welcome to come on through. But as far as like performing there, the opportunity was there. You missed it. Yeah. You know, and th- this this whole Urban Con uh, convention is for opportunity for those who don't get opportunity. And uh, we want to see people that that are talented and that are just not getting that recognition out there. You know, I got Lottie the G coming through. And, you know, a lot of, not a lot of people know Lottie from OC, but Lottie can really get down. Yeah, he's the truth for sure. Yeah, he's definitely out there, man. So, you know, if anyone's out from OC, definitely check out, check out Lottie the G. Yeah, shout out Lottie the G, man. That's my boy right there. Yes, sir. And also back at the Super Chat, I want to give a shout out to 
Vadio Star, we Vadio. going state to state. Ooh, what's Love up, Vadio? Pure and Cut. What's up, Vadio? Pure and Cut. The whole squad over there. What's up, guys? Hey, Cubo, everybody in the chat, too. Like, you up, guys everybody? are going wild in there. Uh, I can see yeah. that. Hold on. <laughs> Nikki Pacheco, why are you hating on him for wearing his logo? Who's hating on Who's Man, wearing, so who's look, a- check it out. I wore my logo yesterday um, as I interviewed Fearless One. He was also a part of I met him at the UrbanCon. It's funny how this happens, right? Right, right, so right, I interviewed, right, right. I interviewed, shout out to my boy Phyllis One. And Phyllis gets my, down freestyling. I have my lows on. They were calling me uh, Ray Charles. They were telling me to take <laughs> take off the glasses. I don't understand well, Ray Charles why. make good music. Ray Charles yeah, yeah, make yeah. good music. Yeah. So I guess, you know, they're probably, they're probably dissing both of us right now for wearing the lows. It's, it's all right. Good. It's all right. You know, but, I, I wear my sh- I wear yeah. my shades on when it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> Not definitely. But you know what? It just amazes me, your mindset, man. Your mindset has to just give it to the community. So H909. Like that's, for the most part, that's all I keep hearing. You know, you want to you wanna put on for the artists, for, for the barbers. You're putting on for the model. You're putting on for everything. So pretty much seeing everybody grow or or... That, that that brings joy to you? It does because the thing is, is that I'm a fan. Like, is that a strategic way to make to network? No, 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 no. Because because at the end of the day, right? All business aside, I'm a fan. I love double tapping on the Instagram models on the IG, right? And I'll be seeing you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I love I love double tapping on them, right? I like laughing too. You know what I'm saying? I like watching comedy skits. I like watching Latin Beasts. I like watching Fools Gone Wild. Like, I'm a fan of the culture. I like going to car shows to walk around in the hot-ass fucking sun to go look at fucking cars that I don't own. And not, nor am I going to drive it. But I want to see it because I, I, I take you enjoy the art pride. Form. I take, like, pleasure in watching what some person put their heart and soul into. So the same thing is said about UrbanCon. I put my heart and soul into that. So when you come to my event and you're having a good time, I'm like, damn, that's fucking dope because I'm a fan like you. We're both fans enjoying the culture. Right. And the thing is, is that everybody's so, everybody's so like, um, like caught up and trying to look cool or like trying to have this and trying to have that and all this bullshit is that we forget that we have this beautiful culture that sometimes we forget that we're a part of. We're so busy taking photography, doing videos, editing, interviewing, that when you stop and look back, you go, shit, you are the culture. The only reason you jumped into this is because you love what you do. Right. So how are you not going to take a step back and go, shit, I, I want to watch everybody else who does what the fuck I do because I do the same thing. So why am I not going to enjoy it? So for me, like I said, it's all about the experience. If I can make a couple dollars out of it, great. If not, guess what? UrbanCon 24 is going to happen. UrbanCon 25 is going to happen. happen. UrbanCon East Coast is going to happen. It doesn't matter win or lose. It doesn't matter. I'll continue to go. I'll con- I'll see it through just because... I want to see it through. UrbanCon is here forever. But this is my question. I feel as though it takes money in order to create stuff like this, right? So for you to be able to put up all this money and not care whether you get 20% back, my question is, where does this money come from? Do you have other businesses that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sell tamales. You sell tamales? 
So, so, <laughs> that must be a lot of tamales for you to be able it's to a lot have of all tamales, tamales, man. You know what hey, hey, not a lot of people know this, but hey, Kogan's a Kogan's a badass chef. He's a badass chef. And you know what? And I got this, I, I can't say the name yet because the trademark's not finished yet. But, but hey, it's bad. It's dope as fuck with, with, with the models and it, you'll see it. But what, what but when it when um it relates to food, right? And um so the main question is, let's get back into the financials. How do you do something like UrbanCon if you have a job and you're living paycheck to paycheck? Yes. I have this saying. And the saying is you can do anything with the job. Right? If you have a job, regardless of how much it is you make, that's like 80% of your problems. As long as you have a job and can sustain a roof over your head, food, gas, you know, basic utilities, you're winning. A lot of people take that for granted. They don't appreciate a nine to five. Their circum the, the way their their living conditions because they want more because of they're constantly comparing themselves to social media and everything they see. Look, first. The first thing you do before you can get ahead is you have to understand where you're at. Okay? Now, if you want to be a filmmaker and you work at 7-Eleven, right? Obviously, you're not going to be able to go shoot a movie like fucking Black Panther 2, right? But you can pretty much get a deposit on a fucking iPhone and buy yourself Adobe Premiere Pro and fucking edit your fucking... And, and then... And that's where your genius got to come in. Your creativity got to come into. And you got to write something dope. So the first thing you got to do is live within your means. Then when you find out how to live within your means, you go, okay, I need to create something. T-shirt brand, hat brand, whatever brand. You're in LA, shit. I've, you go to the fucking downtown LA and get anything you fucking need. And so once you figure out what you want to do, then you need to take the steps necessary to figure out what you want, to get to where you want to do. And, and in UrbanCon, it's tough, you know, because it's not like I have an endless bag of money. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, by the sounds of it, I feel as though you do. You know? <laughs> hey, hey, those I'm, tamales I'm, is popping right now. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> you have to tell me the recipe because that's, again, that's, that's it's pretty much... It's, it's surreal to me how, you know, we're talking finance and, and yes, you're, you're pretty much trying to tell us the blueprint, but dude, by the size of it, I mean, there's a lot you of have money. To, you have to know how to handle money. The problem is that like not everybody can handle money. I was just speaking to my boy Marcos about that the other yeah. day. It's like people who not know, have never seen money. Don't know how to use it. They're, they're, they, they like freak out over a hundred bucks. Like try to, try to give me some game on this, right? Let's just say... Um, whatever it is, we make some profit right now. We make a thousand dollars profit right now. With those thousand dollars profit, are you celebrating? Are you going out, going out to eat? Are you taking somebody yeah, yeah, that, out, or are you just putting it to the side? Reinvest. reinvest. If if I have a thousand dollars extra, all right. Let's say I got two thousand dollars to my name. Right. Okay. I got two thousand dollars, and I got urban. I got urban con in my mind. But I got two thousand dollars. 
What I'm going to do is, like I did it a couple, like I said a little while back, I'm going to go and rent a venue for 500 bucks, whether it's a park permit, something. Who wants to smoke? But I'm going to get about 500 bucks, and then I'm going to go to fucking, uh, what's that alcohol place? Uh, fucking uh, uh, Bevmo? Bevmo. I'm going to buy two fucking kegs. I'm going to rent a stage for fucking 500 bucks. I'm going to give a DJ 250 bucks. And then I'm going to I'm going to book two Instagram models to promote the fuck out of it and piece. be there. And then I'm going to bring everybody there for free. And then I'm going to put a couple vendors there and charge them each 200 bucks. And then I'm going to fucking sell alcohol like crazy. And I'm going to fucking keep all that money. And there's I forgot how much. But off of one keg, I made 600 bucks. So you do five, six of those, that's 3,000. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. you got, so you have to keep like hitting it and 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 hitting it. But the, but the fucking, the one fucking thing out of, from selling dope, stealing stereos, whatever the fuck it is that I was doing, where I was selling Sherm, whatever the fuck I was doing is I was trying to make money and reinvest it. And the one thing you cannot do if you want to get ahead is you do not stop. You cannot do one thing one year and then say, fuck it, I'm not doing it again next year because I didn't fucking win. It doesn't work that way. Look, in life, you're going to pay for education or you're going to or you're going to pay through experience. Either way, you're going to get schooled, either pay for education or you're going to go to school hard knocks. Yep. But you're not getting out of education. You're going to have to pay for it. Yeah, I think I think that's that's a lot of people. That's a lot of problem a lot of people have. Let's just say come payday. Let's just say they get paid biweekly as opposed to maybe they don't people don't know how to save. They're over here blowing the check. And right now, Kobe pretty much he's giving their, I hope I hope he everybody's just, yeah, taking free game right I now. I hope everybody's taking notes because pretty much Kobe just broke down how to make profit off of two thousand dollars. Right? So and here, this is, I'll fuck your head up. I'll fuck your head up. I'm gonna give you right, right gonna, now, you right now you really oh, are. Man, I'm, hey, I'm, y'all gonna, stare at this I'm gonna fuck you guys' head up. I'm gonna fuck you guys' head up. And this is a true story, okay? This is not fabricated or anything like that. I would go on OfferUp. I'm going to give away a free game. It's because I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> but I would go on OfferUp or Facebook Marketplace, find a cut list for under five grand. Regal, some type of G-body. Okay. Go to Missouri or Kansas. And go buy that fucking cut list, that G body for five thousand bucks, six thousand bucks. Then I would drive over there, get it, bring it back to Cali. Total investment with the U-Haul trailer that was hooked up to my expedition was like eight grand in gas and car and everything, right? You bring it over here, that same cut, that same G body you just bought. It's worth 16, 17, 18 grand. I did that over and over and over and over. And you remember, you're not going to find all of them on offer. You got to travel. You got to travel. You got to travel outside states. So, 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 you know, you just have to use your head, man. Like, like, I, I like selling tamales, selling cars, you know, doing three or four house calls of haircuts, hundred bucks per house call, right? Depending on the distance, right? Seven, 60 to a hundred bucks. 
and working and then just getting sponsors, vendors, and just doing the impossible. Definitely, man. Yeah. And how about how about you, Kicks, man? So obviously you pretty much have a, a hustler right next to you. Tell me about the the knowledge that that you gained working with with Kobe. I learned that, like you said, money is money is uh is hard to really keep in your hand. You know, uh, one thing about me, I like to spend money. So I get paid. I'm going to my East Coast. I'm doing what I, I take my wife out. I'm doing what I have to do. But with Kobe, he gave me he gave me more insight. He showed me there's a better way. You know, reinvest into yourself. You know, I, I invest not just invest your money, but invest your time. Um, I you know instead of going playing games, why don't you go read a book? Why don't you go ahead and, and uh, if, you're, if you're looking for sponsorships, you're looking around, why don't you go see what other people are sending to you? You know, free game right now, if you go to your email, you literally can find out how to speak to other people through your email because they speak to you already as it is. All those spam emails you get, that's the same emails that these big corporations are sending you. You can in turn return those same emails to them and they'll respond back to you the same way. You'll get something out there. That's true. You know, you know, you know, so, you know, you know where I fucked everybody's head up? At Urban Con, you were there. You saw it. Yeah. When Liquid Death came through. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. And by the way, they hey, they they sponsored us again this year. Shout hey, out Liquid hey, Death. Much hey, love, Liquid shout, Death. Shout out Liquid Death, man. Shout out to my boy Steven over at Liquid Death, man. But you know that's the vice president. You know, it, it's it's. I remember when I announced that shit. People were like, man, shut up. You're lying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever. Hey, shout out Haters World, my boy. I appreciate that. Man, man. shout out to the Haters World, man. What up, bro? That's the Blue Devil. Badass podcast over there. Make Haters sure y'all tap in. Yes, sir. That's the, that's, the, that's the home. I, I peep out of shades. Chief dope, Smoke, man. what's up? Chief, Chief smoke. smoke. No, I am not the guy that's cleaning shoes on TikTok. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to know something crazy? Hey, yeah. I actually, my first ever, like, kind of sales background, I come from, like, Verizon, right? I used yeah. to sell Verizon door-to-door. You know, I used to be that guy that used to come with files. But um, after I left that, I came all the way to Temecula and Riverside. So I fell in a hard time, right? I used to... uh. Clean shoes in Tyler Mall and in Temecula Mall. That was my that was my hustle. Not a lot of people know that. Like that's how I got game. Like I, I didn't learned, know that. You want to know something crazy about it? Is I've taken more no's in my life than I have taken yeses, but those yeses felt so much better than them hundred no's. Man, that's oh, that's, bro. that's that's facts right there, man. Bro, you know how hard it is to sell shoe cleaner for thirty five bucks? It's just soap and water, my boy. What do you? Yeah. <laughs> but see, the, 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 but but listen to what he said though. Don't let that go over your head. Is that, you know, the yeses felt be- you know, felt really good once he finally got a yes after all them no's. But he would have never got that if you would never have tried. So if you haven't got what, those 50 so, no's. So that's what I'm saying is you can't have regret. You can't, you cannot grow if you're not, like, like, honestly, dog, you have to seem stupid. Like, I heard this saying one time is like, in order to be great, you have to look stupid. Because... Like, if you think about, okay. Hey, let's just bring it back to Liquid Death, right? Because remember, Liquid Death, when they first came out, Liquid Death, they were like, water in a can? What the fuck? How, how stupid might that idea have fucking seemed? Yeah, it, it sounded so stupid back in the, in the Boxed water, same thing. When you think about all these, these brands, they had to start with people laughing at them, like, Canned water. Fucking Amazon. Amazon was fucking in a garage. In a a fucking garage. Microsoft was in a garage. Like the thing is that you're going to look stupid. 
think about the one that always tripped out on is Walt Disney, right? Yep. He drew a mouse and said, this is going to be fucking something. End up being 6'9", but yeah. <laughs> but but <laughs> what I'm saying is like, how are, like, look at Stan Lee. Okay? He took, he made fictional people with superpowers. You would have looked at that and been like, that's stupid. And then you put them in tights. Well, where are you gonna put them in baggy clothes? Of course, they gotta be a fucking tights, right? DC right. and Batman. You know, but but what I'm saying is like, every idea sounds stupid. But see, I don't. I'm not gonna put like God into this or whatever. But like, I and again, this is just me for being a spiritual person. My faith. But the thing is that God didn't give these other people that vision. He gave you that vision. There's not another Walt Disney. There wasn't another Stan Lee. There wasn't another fucking Anheuser-Busch who made fucking Budweiser. You know what I'm saying? Like, these people were put on this earth for a purpose. Everybody's put here for a purpose, but only you hold your vision. God didn't give Notorious his vision and to share it with Joe Schmo over here. Your vision is your vision. So when you talk your vision to somebody, they look at you like, you're stupid because they don't understand. You're, you're speaking to them a language that they don't understand because only you have that in your head. It's different perspectives. And they, it, it wasn't meant for them. So in other words, you have to believe in yourself before anything. Because nobody's going to believe in you. And nobody's going to believe you. Nobody's nice. The world isn't fair. Shit isn't fair. And, and, and the, nobody's going to give you anything. Um... P-Dog, P-Dog says, who are these guys to give entrepreneurial insight? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, you want to look it yeah. up? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you got to look it no, up. No, no, that's a legit question, though, because it's like, who are we? You know, who, who, who are you? I explain it. You know, so what these guys are, these guys are entrepreneurs, these guys are hustlers, these guys are the creators in the face of the Urban Con. Urban Con easily hands down one of the best shows. If not, yeah, that's the best shows right now that's happening. Start off in L.A., we're going to Ontario, but it sounds like we're going to Arizona pretty soon. So show some respect, man, when it comes to Kobe and kicks. You appreciate know, you. Y'all. Know, I appreciate it, man. Not, but you know, but that's a legit question though, right? Yeah. Because there's there's a lot of people on Instagram, on the internet, giving out information and they don't even know what the fuck they're saying, right? So that's yeah. a legit question. I'm gonna show you how to turn a penny but to like, a dime. But like, you know, like <laughs> like, but the thing is is that. Nah, it's all good, Pete. We're just, we're just fucking with you, guys. It's all good, bro. It's all love, G. But you know, but like I said, though, man, like, like, fuck, man, like, I heard it over and over and over and over again. Is that you have to believe in yourself because nobody's gonna believe in you. Now, let me ask you this: When you were younger, like, um, did you already believe in yourself, or what? What? Tell me, tell me an experience that happened, man, that, that caused you to be like, okay, you know what? Fuck it. You know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead. You know, you, you want to know where I got my bravery? Yes, I do. I fucking do. Was stealing car stereos. See, I was, so, I was so poor. I was so poor growing up. So I would go do these breaking into cars for a stereo to sell it because I didn't know any other way to make money. My parents weren't rich. We didn't have no money. And so... This is like seven o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning. I'm, I should be in school. I'm not. And so I would pull up to a, somewhere 
I can't say the places and all that stuff, right? But I'd pull up somewhere with my brother or a friend of mine, and we'd have to break into cars to steal the stereos. Now, again, I'm not I'm not condoning what I was doing because now as an adult, as a you know, a, a person in his right state of mind, I understand that that's not the way you do things. Yeah, he probably did, bro. You stole my wrist. Yeah, probably, I'm not gonna lie, you probably did. Hey, hey, don't worry, bro. Just let us know what it looked like. <laughs> Free ticket to Urban Con, my boy. I got boy. you, bro. Don't worry Free about it. Free ticket to Urban Con. But they um, but see, but see, what happened was I'd have to muster up the the like I was scared. Yeah. Like I'm gonna go steal some, I'm gonna go break into a car. Yeah. I'm young, right? I'm young. I'm gonna go break into a car, steal a car stereo, and then steal take that car stereo and I'm in there. I have seconds. I got to pick the door lock in a busy parking lot, open the door, jump in alarm going on. Some do, some don't pop the stereo, cut the wire. Sometimes they have that safety mechanism where it holds on, has that screw way in the back. Then I had to cut that, cut my fingers up, all kinds of shit, get out the car, jump in the car, take off, then go sell the fucking stereo. Free game. Free game right there. Just want to get on so, free game. So, so that right there, I was I was scared. Heart was pumping, adrenaline was pumping. So I kept doing it and doing it. And it didn't get easier. I just got better. And I I noticed something that I got to a point where I was no longer scared because my skill level was so good. Right. Now Again, I'm not condoning this. Uh, like, I'm not trying to say, like, you know, go out and fucking do home invasions to fucking get over your anxiety. I'm saying in the sense where that's how I got over my bravery, you know, got my bravery. Because then, then the salesman of me had to come out. Now I got the merchandise. Now I got to sell it. And the way I had to sell the merchandise was I had to go up to random bicitas on the street yeah. in work clothes and be like, hey, hey, can, can I sell you a stereo? Give me 150 bucks. And then I had to open up the hood, connect it to the battery, the positive to the red, and the, the red and yellow to the positive, the, the ground to the negative. To show them it worked. Show them that it turned on. If they had a loose speaker in there, hook up a six by nine, be like, boom, it works. All right, give me 150 bucks. So then I started running it like a business because now I was getting, if I got 10 stereos at, a, at $100, it was, it was a thousand bucks. So then I found myself half my day. Um, getting money and the other half of my day was counting money. Right. But then when I started making money, I was like, I don't, I don't want to go buy clothes. I don't want to go just spend it on randomness. I had to help my mom pay for the power bill, the insurance. So my heart was in the right place. I just was a dumb kid because I was influenced by the older gangsters in my neighborhood that were like doing shit to get paid. And um, so I, that's how I learned business. And then growing up in the swap meet, having a job, like, like selling, like my parents would sell at the swap meet and I would help them sell and carry stuff to the people's cars. So like, when I tell you like how hard it is to make 20 bucks, like I can give you 20 bucks and you spend it before you, <laughs> it even hits your fucking hand. Yes. But if I told you, walk outside and go make 20 bucks, you're going to scratch your head a little bit. 
How are you going to make that? How are you going to make it? And so I learned to value money, but money is not everything. Right. Money only holds value. Ma- money is only money a band-aid for a wound. It's a good wound. It's a good band-aid. But nevertheless, don't forget that it's superficial. Yep. And so there was a lot of lessons I learned through life. But I think get, being involved in the criminal street life aspect definitely helped me become braver. Because then when I stepped into the corporate world, into the business world, I no longer was afraid on the other person. Like, I could talk business with you because what's the worst you're going to do? I was over here fucking doing shit with Dead-Eye Joe, robbing motherfuckers, you know, doing big fucking drug transactions. And they have fucking guns. They could kill you in a heartbeat. What's this old motherfucker over here going to do? But what the difference is, he's robbing you with a gun. This motherfucker's robbing you with a pen. And words. And a contract. Right. So, you know, it's like you're going to do something. You have to learn what you're stepping into. Otherwise, man, you're just... Your open season. There's levels in the game. Up every time. So you definitely have to, whatever it is that you're doing, you have to study it, look at it from You have ways. to. You got to adjust to it. Yeah. You got to adjust to that market. I think we should take some calls. Yeah, cool. let's, let's, let's take some calls. We, yeah, for sure, man. I see everybody in the comments right here. Hey, yeah. much love to everyone hey, commenting out there. All <laughs> you guys tuning in. appreciate you guys. And I, I'm I'm down with so I, you know I feel like Kobe on story is just how Best Buy was started, you know still <laughs> in, they're, they're like damn stolen stereos stole I stereos. make a hundred bucks fuck that's a thousand bucks bunch of speakers yeah. come bring me the TVs you know I just want to be- <laughs> I got two Alpines in the back right now uh, I yeah. let you have it for two fifty in the uh, box compression box and all I got a converter right now in the back seat of my car right now Who I got a Rockford <laughs> Fosgate can push a twelve uh, I mean you definitely have the mentality to build an empire that's for sure. You know what, man? The, like I said, for me, is like like I, I didn't have somebody to lead me like in a straight path. I, I You know, I always tell my brothers this. I said, if somebody then would have just saw something in me then and would have put me on the straight track, fuck, who knows where I'd be. But life ain't fair, dog. You got you to gotta make it yourself. Yep. No, yeah, definitely, man. Hey, so uh, who's actually excited for Urban Con? That's, that's the craziest part right there. Hey, uh, can I make the announcement about the PlayStations? Go ahead, man. Talk your shit. All right, so there was this house that was open, right? We got three PlayStations for y'all. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, we're actually be giving away PlayStation 5s at Urban Con. Uh, there'll be a few of them in there. Um, there are going to be a lot of tons of giveaways. We are doing a costume contest. Come in your cosplay. Enjoy it. It is Sunday, October 22nd at the Ontario Convention Center. It's going to be one of the livest events of fall. I guarantee you, you do not want to miss it. Bring your kids, your family, your grandma. Bring your haters. I don't even mind it. <laughs> now, Case, let me ask you this. For those that want to attend, how can they purchase tickets? Uh, right now, we have them live on eventbrite.com right now. Uh, they're 50 bucks, but um, you can bring, like I said, uh, kids under, was it kids under 12, Kobe on? 12, kids 12 and under. Kids 12 and under are free with the paid adults, uh, adult admission. Um, bring all the kids. We definitely want to see them in, in all the costumes. I, and these uh, PS5s that are giving out, they're going to be for people who do purchase tickets on there. So it's a great opportunity for you guys to go ahead and uh, give back to as well. And, uh, you know, we're giving out gift cards. Um, you know, shout out Brown Label for uh, for helping us out, getting things together. Oh, and shout out, and shout out. Um, Chicano Hollywood. Chicano Hollywood. Yeah, don't forget. Hey, hey much love shout to Johnny Chicano at Chicano Hollywood. Hollywood. We got to bring him over here at, at American Cholo. Johnny from Chicano Hollywood. Is one of those one of those people that you definitely need in your corner. 
Um, I got so much love for Chicano Hollywood. One of the best platforms. If you guys get a chance to download the free app, super, it, it's free. It's support is free. If it, you can download a free app to watch, uh, you know, different docu series, different series on there, it's awesome. Now, would there be tickets sold at, at the door as well? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. you can get your tickets at the door. Um, there is strict security over there too, so keep that in mind. Uh, you know, keep everything in your guys' cars. We do have bomb sniffing dogs. We do have bomb sniffing dogs. We do. Yeah, you didn't yeah. see the dogs at UrbanCon? Oh yeah, I did. I honestly I didn't. And I had bomb sniffing dogs. I had uh, um I had undercovers um walking the 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 show. And then I had um I don't know how I can say this without giving it away. Don't say it. <laughs> but I had like I had people that Oh, we gotta call it. Oh, oh shit. Okay, all right, okay, okay, all cool. right, let's sure. go. Let's get it. Watch it be a bill. Oh, no, we're oh, they hung oh, up. Oh, oh, they hung up. Hey, call back. We got love. Call for you. back. Call, call back. back. Hey, hey, don't shout Salute out to Cisse Puede podcast. Let's go. What's yes, up, Cisse Puede? Street full officer. What is the street full officer? What's up to Johnny? HK Depot. Hey, shout out Thrifts too. She's gonna be running the fashion stage over there. That's one thing you do not want to miss over there. <laughs> all sniffing dogs. <laughs> no, all sniffing dogs. I don't know. One thing that you guys, you guys had, you guys had a, a barber competition where the same thing happened in Ontario. Yes. Yeah, of course. Of oh, course, and uh, actually, I got my my personal barber right now is actually gonna be doing competition as well. Uh, you know, he won't be cutting my hair because that's I think that's unfair. What does the <laughs> what does the competition consist of? Uh, you know it. It's different categories. Uh, you're gonna have like four to four to five different categories, and uh, we got some dope trophies to give out. So this you year. know, you know what? So like, it it's uh, there's like there's a makeup competition. There's the barbers. Um, uh, the competitions are really important because Taurus will be there for sure. I mean, like, okay, you go to a barber. Yes, I see your taper in the back. Your lineup. Yes, who's your barber? Shout out to my boy Burst. He's been cutting my hair since the tenth grade. You know, um, I grew up in Southgate. My boy's from Southgate as well. And like, like I said, I'd rather cheat on a female than to cheat on my barber. You know what I'm saying? Hey, because it, on that, yeah. bro. people love their barbers, man. Like, Without a doubt, I feel as though I just have to sit down. Sometimes I don't even have to tell him exactly how I want it. I just sit down. He'll chop me up, and you know, I'm, I'm fine with that. Hey, shout out my barber Jerry too. I didn't say earlier, but yeah. shout out my boy Where barber. Shop busy work at. Uh, he works actually. He's freelance right now, but he do uh, he do be cutting hair in Paris, right there at Jay Junior's Barbershop. Paris. All right, all right. Where, and where's your barber cut at? <laughs> My barber straight hood, bro. He chopped me up in his garage. That's right. That's I'm right. I'm gonna be right, honest. That's right. That's right. All right we need honest. the address, bro. We need yeah. that address. <laughs> all I can say is by the price of by the Jordan Now Project. So if you guys want a haircut, pull up to one hundred third and Grape, and you'll definitely get a haircut right there. <laughs> With that hey, shout out my home, my homie Ace. He's from Grape Street. He's cool as fuck. Yeah. Now, what? Well, like I said, uh, so when I met him, I met him. Okay, we got a call. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it. Hey, shout out, Vali. I see you, bro. Call a call to talk to us, man. What's going on? You talking to the creators shout of the Urbicon? What's up, my Dennis? Hey, what's up? This is B Dog. Uh, I'm tuning in kind of late, so. You know, I'm kind of catching up, but uh, I got a, co a couple questions. I'm going to start off with, yeah, you said the founders of, of UrbanCon? Correct. So that would be maybe the homie in the black shirt and then the, the, the other homie with the black hat? Yeah, so the homie in the black shirt, he goes by the name of Kobe. 
that's the founder. Then, yes, that's the founder. And then with the black hat as my boy Kicks. I'm the event uh, coordinator and president of Urban Con. Okay, right on. Uh, I looked it up real quick. I seen that. That's like a. That's like a like an event. It's actually like an, an event. interactive event. Yes. yes, sir. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you know what? One thing that that Kobe, Kobe right? Yes, sir. Was it Kobe? Yes, sir. One thing that you were saying earlier that kind of grabbed my attention was how you shared your story on how you gained some some bravery, some confidence from you know the shit you were doing back then. Yeah, and then that translating into like a corporate setting or a meeting where you were not intimidated by by other people speaking right. to you right you know that, that really i really like that and i'd like to ask you if you could share any stories where perhaps you were in a room with some corporate type individuals that maybe were trying to intimidate you or belittle you or put you to the side and, and how maybe you know any if you have any stories on that i do actually i do actually so so on the west coast we have this thing called sally's beauty supply right you ever heard of sally's beauty supply yeah so on the west coast you got sally's beauty supply and in the midwest and into the east coast you have this thing called state beauty supply and so um i was trying to get my um my product into state uh, beauty supply, right? Because they carry like, you know, pomades and gels, but they're a corporate office. So when I um, I did the, the meeting, I set it up, I was able to get that far into the meeting. And when I got into that meeting with the, with the, with the, basically like a program director, they basically say what products are going to go inside the store and, you know, they pick and choose what, brands are going to be in there so you have brands in there like suavecito because suavecito is a big name johnny b and then here i come and my brand was nothing right is is no nobody and then um they they um when i when i showed it to them they were just like no nah, it's not gonna work we're not gonna take it and i sat there for about 30 minutes listening to basically how i wasn't shit so yeah. You know, because, you know, they don't feel bad for you, right? It's like, you need them. I don't need I don't need you. You know what I'm saying? The type of thing, right? So I sat there for about 30 minutes of being belittled about how I wasn't shit. So then, uh, so then I, you know, I, I didn't... One of the things that you don't want to do is you never say no in business. And you also don't want to be an asshole in business. Like, be mean. Because there will be a time where you'll cross that bridge again. And you don't want to be on the bad side with who could potentially be somebody that could change your whole life. So especially when you're dealing with the corporate setting. And so what ended up happening was um, I didn't, that took no offense to it. I got up, I left and didn't think none of it. About six months down the road, I'm at a barber convention in Connecticut. And I happened to meet somebody there from Sally's Beauty Supply. And the person I met from Sally's Beauty Supply was the same person that w was doing the, the, you know, the project, mat the, the one who picks the products for the store for national, yeah. for state, for state beauty supply. And they ended up taking my product into Sally's Beauty Supply. So, you know, when one door closes or, you know, an opportunity doesn't work the way you want it to go in your favor, don't get hurt. Don't get upset. Let it go. Walk away. 
you keep trying, you keep doing your thing, but you know, don't let one person stop you from being who you are meant to be. Whatever it is you're doing, whether you're you're trying to film a video, like a documentary, and you want to be on Netflix. As long as you have the certain cameras that are required and a certain editing that's required for Netflix, Netflix will look at what you have and put it on Netflix. Netflix don't pick it up. Prime Video will pick it up. It, you just don't give up. You just keep pushing. No matter if somebody doesn't like you, a lot of people aren't going to like you, right? It's like it's like burgers, right? Some of us like In-N-Out. Some of us like Carl Jr. Some of us like fucking mcdonald's but that doesn't take money away from either one just because you don't go to that one so there's money for everybody so in other words just keep doing you yeah that's what's up man uh, uh i appreciate that um yeah uh let me think um so you said like about six months later they picked up that product of yours mm-hmm. and that was would you say that was from a from, like they already made up their minds or perhaps that interaction that you, that you had with them by coincidence at that convention center was probably the, the, the final, you know, selling point. You know, that's what, what it was. Nah, what it was, was that the person from state barber supply taught me how to speak what they wanted to hear. See, I didn't know what they wanted to hear. I didn't know what they were going to say. I didn't know what to think. I was walking into a situation blind. So when I walked out of that meeting and then months later, I'm at this barber convention and I meet that same, that, that person that works for Sally's beauty supply. Now I knew what they wanted to hear. I knew what they were going to say and I knew how to approach the situation. So what I learned on the first failed attempt I won on the second attempt, but I would have never won on the second attempt had I had not failed in the first attempt. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hell yeah. Would you say, would you say, would, would you, would you want to share some of those, some of those points that, that, that you had learned from that? Maybe was it perhaps <laughs> uh, focusing on selling yourself? Yeah. The, the, the main thing that like, you know, obviously when it comes to business is bottom line. Right. They don't care about how cool your brand looks or how it smells or what it does. None of that. They want to know. Yeah. They don't want to know none of that. They want to know numbers. They want to know numbers and they want to know how How does it benefit them? Yeah. How are they going to win from it? Right. So like Walmart. Okay, You ever been to Walmart and you see a brand that you've never heard of. And it's like, how the fuck does this brand get into Walmart? You, You know what I'm talking about? Like just randomness. Uh, like even with breads, you'll be like, who's this like random bread called Dave's nut bread? You know what I'm saying? Like it's just random bread. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to get too I don't want to get too sidetracked on that, but I believe that can work by some of those products are they pay for that shelf space. They do. They do. And they'll they'll and then after they'll do like a probationary period with those brands. And if they do well, Walmart will purchase it. Target does the same thing. Stater Brothers. All these people do the same thing, right? But what a lot of times they'll do is they'll do a buyback program. So they'll give you a hundred thousand up front, but you're promising them that your product is gonna fucking sell. If it doesn't sell, you have to buy back your shit. So it's up to you to yeah. do your marketing. 
So like Pacino, shout out to my boy Pacino's. You could buy his brand at Target. You know, that's a barber who went from literally living in a studio apartment in Bronx, New York with like fucking 5,000 boxes of fucking gel to now where he lives in Miami in a mansion. And all he does is just sell fucking um, fucking shit through Target. But the way Target found him was this guy who was really into his hair was looking for a barber to cut his hair. And then the barber was selling Pacino's. Then the guy tried it, loved it, and he happened to be an executive down at fucking Target. And then what they did was they took their brand, his brand, and put it on the website. So it didn't make it inside the store, but it made it to the website. So like you go to Costco.com and find everything, including coffins. But if you go into Costco, the store, you're not going to see coffins, right? So they have a whole different store online. So most of the time, these corporate companies, if you have a brand, you can get it onto their online system. And that's how they try you out. And it's free. All you got to do is go to their fucking email, send them a fucking an email, show them what you got, show you're legit, you're trademarked and all. Before you know it, you're on their fucking, they want the product because they'll take a gamble on your product. It don't cost them nothing. That's cool. You know what? That's badass, man. I really like hearing these type of stories where people, you know, uh, you just have success. They break barriers and uh, shit, man. I'm, I'm I'm all for it. I like I, I, as you're talking right now. I looked it up real quick. She knows. I seen it online. Um, and, you know that's your homie. Yeah, it's, it's... Uh, you know it's badass. I think I think that you know like this podcast. I've been watching American Cholo for for a minute now, and I really like any any avenue, yeah, as in any channel, any type of media outlet that will share stories especially that of brown voices of of success i think there's a lot of a lot of great stories of success of triumphs of tragedy of of so much and unfortunately they're not highlighted in american media no, and, and it's true uh, and that, television, that, movies, music. it's a hundred percent true and that's why in platforms like like american cholo like Full community. Full community. Like a fucking block report, which is us, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, um, but like Latin Beast TV. Chicano Hollywood. You know, Chicano Hollywood. Even like, I hate to say this, but even Urban Con, Love for the Streets. Live you know, to live and die in LA. Shout out Frank. You know, these platforms give people who have some type of story or success. A, a platform to speak on because we're not on Telemundo. We're not on Univision. We're not on MTV Tres. But guess what? We're on American Cholo. Yes, sir. And that's what we're here to do, man. We're here to go ahead and bless everybody with some game, drop knowledge. And I hope, Carter, I appreciate the great question that you asked. And I hope Kobe went ahead and, you know, uh, answered everything that, that, that you had, man. With that being said, I appreciate you for calling in. Much love and respect. Who else want to call in? Who wants who wants yeah, to ask this question? Call call want to call call these questions. Kobe right here, right? He's giving out free game right now. He's giving out free game, man. Y'all y'all need to go and take this game in right now. Yes, sir. He's showing you how to flip a dollar into two. So, yeah, man. Without a doubt. Hey, let's show you some of these comments right here. What we got right here? Kobe speaking facts and to ride and yell at Eastlos. <laughs> <laughs> I turned in a. 
I've, I've tuned into the perfect podcast. And you know, and you know, like, like, you know, the, like, you know who I look up to? Yes. I look up to people like Bobby D, Jimmy Humilde, Jay Majors. These people are ideal for me because these people are important because they have a similar background to myself. I mean, you got Bobby D who's Mongols. You got Jimmy D from Inglewood. I mean, uh, uh, Jimmy Umilde, Jimmy Dean. From- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. Hey, you're hungry right now. <laughs> Jimmy Umilde from fucking Inglewood, right? He was selling tacos and putting on fucking little parties at fucking nightclubs. So now he's a fucking big ass fucking record label. Dog, look at look at fucking Fools Gone. Look at Fools Gone Wild, homeboy. Was working at a paint store. I can't. I can't tell you the whole story because they don't like to give it out. But homeboy was the homeboy who owns Fools Gone Wild, Mister E. Yeah, he was working at a paint store, and he had an idea, and all he had was a phone. And now to where he's fucking renting out the YouTube theater. Yep. Like anything is possible without a doubt. Without a doubt, come on, callers, man, call in. Now's your chance. Any questions that you have, call in. Now's your chance. How do you save or make more money if you're on a fixed income and receive Social Security? You know that's a that's a hard one, right there. That's a, that's a hard one because you know, you know, when you're on a fixed income, it's it's hard to draw you know additional money. I would say, I would say, if I was on a fixed income right now. And I had to make a fucking, I wanted to make an extra dollar. Yeah, shout out Thump Records. Thump Records was at Urbicon last you, year. You know, you know what? I would go and start selling cookies. Cookies. Hey, you know what's one thing I, I find crazy about, about people on fixed incomes? Because I remember my, I, I was on a single parent. You know, my mom, my mom would be on a fixed income. She was on social security. Is that you can't be scared step out of that fixed security that fixed income that's right. coming in you can't be scared of that because that's the thing like you're scared oh they're gonna cut me off i make too much money you want to do everything illegal you start doing shit that gets you locked up but if you're able to come up with an idea and make it work for you whether it's you know fucking like you said cookies Co- cookies and, and, and watch and the reason i say cookies right say i'm on a fixed income i have i'm like and i'm Taco fucking i'm i'm dying for money right the last thing I'm going to go do is sell tacos because there's about a million other motherfuckers selling tacos. But tell me a million other motherfuckers selling cookies on the street besides Girl Scouts. And obviously there's fucking money in it because they wouldn't be at every motherfucking store across the United States selling those bags. So obviously there's got to be some money in them motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? There's something so, in those cookies, bro, because I'd, I'd be down like four boxes if I can. Yeah. Oh, we got another caller. We got another call. I'd be selling feet. It won't even be my feet. Walk to the beach. Color, what's going on? You're talking to Kobe and Case from Urbicon. Ernesto. What's going on, sir? (laughs) What? (laughs) Ernesto? (laughs) I don't know what was that about. but... (laughs) But you see what I'm saying, though? Like, I would, I would. 
I would like, I would go to a weed event and sell fucking regular cookies. Right. Because not everybody wants to get fucking stoned eating cookies. Yeah. They want to actually enjoy eating fucking cookies, right? There's a lot of money in cookies. Like, what do they say? Sugar is one of the most legal fucking addicting drugs. Right. Why would you go sell anything else when you could just go sell sugar? People love to eat cakes. People love to eat pies. People love to eat fucking anything that's sweet. So if I was on a fixed income and I had a little bit of money to fucking put together and start selling, I'm going to go fucking slang fucking, I'm going to go sell fucking cookies. I'm not going to go sell tamales. I'm not going to go sell, I'm not going to sell anything that's risky. And we are back on. What's up, everybody, man? I just want to apologize for the technical difficulties. You know, once again, it is your boy Notorious, and I'm right here with the hustler of the motherfucking year, Kobe, and my boy Kicks. You know, so everything was going pretty smooth. We were taking calls, but unfortunately, uh, I want to say the laptop went out. You know, but no worries, man. Again, you know, we still got the number up there if you guys want to call in and, you know, express to us exactly how you feel. Maybe ask Kobe, you know, a couple more questions because right now he is dropping gems. That's without a doubt. Yep. That's without a doubt. So um, before we end the show, man, we guys we want to give you guys another opportunity to call in and ask whatever it is that you want to ask. Definitely, definitely. All good stuff Obviously, here. Yeah, and I appreciate right. you guys, man. I really appreciate it. Once Very again, much I, love, apolog man. I apologize for the technical difficulties, but we are back. We are back. So. Call in, you know, tell us anything you hey, want to you tell, tell us. tell me a little bit about how you end up doing this uh, cover for Conejo, my boy. I... Yeah. No, of course. So, you know what? I'll, so, this is pretty much how it happened. So, the reason I'm here on the show was because my uncle, JR, he got blessed to be interviewed by American Cholo, <laughs> Gil, right? So, um, we were literally parked outside of Gil's house. And I'm talking to my uncle, you know, I'm trying to hype him up, trying to be his hype man, telling him you got it. I'm telling him, because me personally, if I could sing, dude, I'll speak to any, everybody singing. That's what I okay. We got the callers calling in. So fuck the story I'm saying. Let's get it. Hello? Okay, right, perfect. Most definitely. Once again, man, callers call in. My apologies for that. Let's keep this going. It was a Girl Scouts of oh, America. Oh, business class? Hey, yeah, you know, he really does need to host a business class. He can show you guys some real good game. Kobe needs to host a business class at his show. It's you, Kobe. It's you. Oh, it's you too. Hello? Seuss. Video. Seuss is what's, on the line. What's going on, Carl? Are you talking to Kobe and Kicks? Talk to us. What's up, Vadio? What's going on, gentlemen? I just, uh, I was, you know, peeping. just want to salute both of you gentlemen, the American Trolo Podcast for bringing everything to light to the forefront. But um, there's one thing that I, I kind of wanted you guys to touch on that, that I really uh, didn't hear too much about, and that is about this uh, block report, man. <laughs> that platform in itself, I believe, needs a little more uh, information shed, shed on that just for the simple fact that um, for the viewers listening and for these two gentlemen, uh, sitting in these seats, I just want to give, uh, I want to salute them and give them their flowers, uh, right now and tell them thank you on my end and from Pure Uncut Records, just for the simple fact that a young Chicano from San Bernardino, California, uh, they allowed me to share a story that I had with some accolades that I had in my 
career in the music industry. So with that being said, if you guys want to touch on it, um, go ahead because we have some things in the works going to be a release. So if they want to touch on it, uh, they can. But I just wanted to let everybody know uh, publicly, man, thank you, brothers. Salute and much love for sure from my end and and the parents of family. Hey, much love, Seuss. Uh, honestly, uh, so when it comes down to the block report, you can actually stream uh, season one on Chicano Hollywood, uh, the Chicano Hollywood app, and Chicano Hollywood TV. Matter of fact, uh, uh, Gil's in- interviews up on the Chicano Hollywood yeah. uh, app platform. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, we we do have season two and season three dropping on Chicano uh, Hollywood as well, and we'll be releasing different snippets as as well. Uh, you can follow us on at the Block Report on Instagram and also on YouTube under. The Block Report with two C's. And TikTok. And TikTok. TikTok. Oh, yeah. We on TikTok, too. We on TikTok. Yes, going up. Let's go. UrbanCon, Ontario. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We got Pure and Cut in the building, for sure. Appreciate you guys. Thank you very much, Sus. Yeah. Thank you for calling in, man. Appreciate the call. You know, know, one thing at UrbanCon that... Later, Vario. Much love, G. Call us, call us. Call in. Call in. Call in You know, You know, at UrbanCon, I got a lot of uh, OnlyFans girls that are going to be there. Okay. What's what's your perspective on OnlyFans? Do you respect the hustle? Shit, I think I think OnlyFans is a, I think OnlyFans is a great thing. Would you be able to date a girl that does OnlyFans? Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. mind it at all. Nah, because like like I I you know I used to I I would have girlfriends that were okay. strippers. You know what I'm saying? I, honestly, man, three. I, but see, okay, look, first. In order to date those type of people, right. yeah, tell Louis happen. You have to be like really grown up, for sure. You cannot be childish. You can't be like uh, a jealous person. It's not for you. It's not for everybody, right? So, if if you're a person who ha- who struggles with like jealousy or you know um, insecurities, insecurities, you definitely just stay out of that realm, you know, because. With that, it's like cookies. No, watch yeah. this, watch this, watch this, watch, watch. You get a bad bitch. Yes. We all love bad bitches. Of course. They got big old butts, thick thighs. They wear the tightest fucking clothes. You know what I'm saying? They'll be, yes, they'll be OnlyFans in Ontario. And so, you know, um, so, okay, watch. And then you holler at home, girl. Next thing you know, that's your girl. Right? And now you guys are gonna go out. And she puts on the same clothes that you met her when she was wearing that got your attention in the first fucking place. But now you guys are together. She's gonna get dressed up. And now you got a problem with it. But don't you think that's where lust and love plays a part? For instance, yeah, obviously, right off the did. bat, right off the bat, your intentions, I don't think you automatically fall in love with a person. No, I it's, think all lust. it's always a lust. It's like always I a said. lust. It's you, always a you look at the big old booty, you look at the hips, you look at the breasts, you look at everything, right? And obviously, right off the bat, trying to trying to clap them cheeks. Right, right, right. right obviously, right. after after read, read that comment, my boy. I want you to read that which, comment. Which one? Right there. Where it's, what it says, they for the streets who like used cars. If you did not hear earlier, Kobeon does buy cutlasses. <laughs> <laughs> I do yeah. I do buy G bodies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the but the thing is like if you if you get if you get um a woman that has like that it usually has more it, it should it shouldn't it like don't bother you right. unless that's your wife yeah. wife 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 with children okay I get it yeah. but if that's like your girlfriend like 
don't let that shit bother you, man. There's there's so many there's so many bitches going on. Like, don't even fucking don't even worry about that shit. But oh, got another caller on the line. See what's going on. What's going on, Carl? Are you talking to Kobe and Kicks? Talk to us. What? Hey, what's up? What's up, homie? How you doing? Yo, what's going on? What's the word? I seen you calling in I'm multiple good, times, man. I'm I'm finally glad that we were able to answer you. Talk to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to get at uh at the big homie to see how I can start my business. Okay. What you what you got going on, G? What's your name? So, it's my last name is Korea. All right. All right. Nice to meet you. Likewise, brother. So what kind of business you got, G? So the same thing that he's talking about, I would want to do, but I want to I wanna label it Pico Union. Okay. With the pomade, the pomade, you know? Oh, like the pomade. The, the pomade. Oh, like a, a hair care product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, but I want to name it Pico Union. So the first thing that I would suggest anybody to do, don't do what I did in the beginning, and that is go make a custom recipe, right? Because when you do that, you got to do a minimum order, right? You got to do a minimum order of the product. You got to buy the jars, the jars and the lids because they don't come together. And then when you get that stuff, then you got to get master shippers, they're called. In other words, that's a fancy word for cardboard boxes. You're going to need about yeah. close to 5000 Okay, you're not going to do that. If I were you, I would download the app called Alibaba. It's a weird name, but it's called Alibaba. And it will connect you with wholesalers from all around the world, from Malaysia to Singapore to China to Japan. It's completely legit. Don't worry. Like It, it sounds crazy what I'm telling you, but this is honestly yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is real. Download Alibaba. On Alibaba... Type in hair pomade. Then you're gonna go on there. You're gonna call look, you're gonna buy private label. Their minimum order is gonna be like about 500 pieces, but each piece is gonna be about two dollars and fifty cents. Plus the shipping, you're gonna be in the neighborhood, yeah. you're gonna be in the neighborhood of like I forgot to be honest with you, I don't remember, but it's gonna be under a thousand bucks. And then then you get that. Once you have that product in your hand, it's like 500 minimum order, I think, or 250 minimum order. So, so you'll get that product shipped to you. While you're getting it shipped to you, get your, get your label, get your label made, get your name made, and you're going to want to trademark your name. Yeah. You're going to want to trademark the name. The trademark takes about three months to six months to go through. And yeah, but buy your product through Alibaba private label. Then when you get it, it'll be a white plain jar. Slap your logo on it and then start, you know, start getting out to barbershops. Your friends, family, you know, get some Instagram models to fucking wear a fucking bikini and fucking hold it and take pictures. And there you go, man. It's that simple. And if you need some pictures, if you need some pictures, make sure you tap in when Notorious One. I'll gladly be there to go ahead and take those pictures for you. Just wanted to let you know. Hey, the art of the start right there. Yes, sir. The art of the start. And that's it, G. That's it. Just remember just Alibaba and look for hair pomade or aftershave, whatever it is you're trying to do. And then in that, you're gonna buy the minimum order and you're gonna experiment with that. Yeah. 
and then you'll see, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you'll see yourself. Does Pico Union have a future? And you'll be able to figure it out yeah. right then and there. Hell yeah! I remember it's trial and error, my brother. Hell yeah, brother! Orally. There it is. Give Appreciate the big homie my my number so he can reach out to me if if he ever he's available so I can look me up on Instagram. You know, look me up on Instagram at, on, on Kobe on the Mons. K O B I A N T H A M O Z. Kobe on the Mons. That's how you can find me on Instagram. There it is. Appreciate can you calling you in, man. Thank me? you. Hmm? What was that? Can you text it to me? Uh, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll have the twice. Right? Yeah, yeah, we'll do that right now. All right, boss. Appreciate you calling All in, right, man. You have a good one. Yes, sir. All, All right. right. Later, man. Good night, bro. You too, man. Later, man. There it is, man. That's right, bro. I, I think you should trademark th tortas. I don't know if that'll work, but yeah, yeah. I should trademark that, man. Now, definitely. And to my boy, Derek Mallory, Gil's legitimate son. No, I'm not. I'm not Gil's son. That <laughs> is, he that said non-legitimate, though. That is my big homie, without a doubt. But you know what? Before we get these calls, man, before we wrap it up, I want to ask you for advice, right? So obviously, as you know, I'm a photographer. I'm trying to take my business to the next level. What are some things that you suggest that I could do? What are some pointers for me to right be off, able to? Right off the bat, if I was a photographer, I would I would go and get I would pay the baddest chick on Instagram that's local. Okay. I would get some dope ass fucking shots. And she gotta be popular though, right? It has it has to be a popular Instagram model. And then and then um work out a deal with her, slap her fucking like a booty picture, like you know, whatever photography would you right. do with her, slap it on a t-shirt and slang it. Now, when does when does doing photography like for free, like when does when do I change that into start charging people? Oh man, it depends, man. Like obviously you have to show your skill, right? But see, at the same time, now you got a platform to work with. So because you have a platform to work with, you have something to leverage, right? So because you have to leverage Louis the Singer. I like Louis the Singer. He was we were trying to hit him up for Urban Comp, but he, he was he wanted like what forty thousand dollars or something crazy <laughs> but i would that's what i would do dog like i if i were you i oh, would I get like some tears. badass yeah. bitches put them on shirts but again you're not going to be able to sell it right because they're more likely going to have the bigger following right. so i would be like look let's work out a like a 70 30 deal right and tell her if you promote it and we sell it through your fucking thing. And then we make a PayPal, but I handle the money and you got to do a contract because that's the only way they're going to trust you. Right. And then it gets PayPal to you and then you break her off 30%. And then she's going to, because she's going to use her platform to sell the shirts. And like, if like, I like Fatima Flawless, right? Shout out Fatima. Shout, the, shout out Fatima. I love Fatima. That's my baby right there. She's in Texas. But if Fatima got a dope ass shirt with her ass hanging out, yeah. or bless Monique with her with her ass hanging out, yeah, I'm gonna buy the motherfucker and wear it. You know, <laughs> you what got two XL but, shirts. But yeah. but but if closet. but if you're saying how to go from your game for free to your to your to now to start charging, it depends on you. How do you feel your quality? is because depending on how you feel 
confident in your quality is to where now you got to say, okay, well, this is what my, this is what I charge. So that's where, that's a personal question. Cause if you feel like you're up to par, yeah, are you going to be delivering solid product? That's only up to you. And that's only you can figure that part out is how is your confidence in your, and your merchandise most definitely well look man look gentlemen i really want to appreciate you guys coming in kobe i really appreciate all the game that you gave not only me but to the whole audience you know i honestly thought that you know we, we did talk about urbicon but all the game that you gave me man it shit really fucking blew my mind you're a genius bro you really are <laughs> you're a genius and i respect everything that you know a lot of people usually will kind of keep all these gems to themselves but the fact that you're able to you know, pass the knowledge to everybody. Dog, nobody uh, told me you. shit, dog. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like, the, I posted a video of the other day when I was doing the shit on, um, on UrbanCon. And, and I, and I said it and I, and, and I, and the caption said, I said, you know what's funny? It's a Kobe on the I Mons, said, T -H -A -M -O -N -Z. I don't need, on the, on the thing I was saying on the caption, I put this dope ass video together. Right. And then I said, you know, what's funny? I don't know what I'm doing. And somebody was laughing. They're like, no, nah, you know exactly what you're doing. But I only look like I know what I'm doing. Because half the time, I'm jumping in with my hands tied. Sink or, or swim, like I'm just going in. And now what I'm telling you is what I've learned, what I've experienced. But as I evolve, I touch into different areas that I don't know. All I can do is just go off of what I've learned and try to apply that the best I can. But at the end of the day, I'm walking into everything with a little bit of better sense of understanding. But ultimately, I don't know just as much as you don't know what the day holds tomorrow. I can paint, I can plan a pretty picnic, but I can't predict the weather. So as the more I evolve, the more I start touching on issues and situations and areas that I'm not familiar with. So since nobody explained nothing to me, I don't have a problem kicking down game of what I do know because had somebody had just gave me a little bit of advice, yeah. fuck, it would have helped me greatly. That's honestly, I mean, I feel like the fact that nobody gave you no advice is still worked out in your favor, man, because again, you have a lot of knowledge, but once again, man, you know what, to everybody, this is what I do, man. I'm trying my best to give you guys the best content. Bring, bring over, bring pretty much the people with with amazing stories like Kobe and Kicks. I hope you guys enjoyed it, man. So you guys, I want you guys to go ahead and look at the camera, give your shout outs, and tell everybody what to look forward to. All right. Uh, shout out. First of all, shout out everyone that tuned in. Uh, shout out my friends, my family. Uh, shout out Kobe, my brother, and now uh, shout out Marcos from Brown Label. Shout out everyone that's supporting our event. Uh, commitment soldier CC the, the mamacita who will be hosting as well. Right, right. Um, shout out all the people out there, man. Uh, you know, much love. You guys can follow uh follow me at official underscore kicks with the Z, uh, the legend, and uh, yeah, and you can follow us also on at the block report and at the underscore urban con. You know what? Uh, uh, let me shout out kicks, man. Like kicks, you like that, like homeboy, like he's everything, man. Like. Because I can only like, I like I tell kicks and I was telling Marcos too, is that one of the things that I like to do, I, I don't like talking much. I really don't. I really don't like talking much. I don't like the sound of my own voice. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really like talking much. 
So I like to ha- I like to just be creative. By me being creative, I get to do all the dope shit, but that's where I'm strong, right? Kicks can do the talking for me. Uh, and I prefer that because it lets me focus on the logistics and execution. So kicks is a very vital, important part, the counterpart to me. Um, and shout out to Johnny from Chicano Hollywood. Um, Chris. Shout out Thrifts for the fashion show we got coming up. RTM. RTM, Juan, fucking shout out Marcos, Brown Label. Real Mr. Homicide, Real Mr. Little Homicide. One. You know what? Shout out, shout out Liquid Death. You know what, guys? Let me tell you something about Liquid Death. All right? They believed in me when everybody told me to fuck off. And when I told them that it was a fucking Chicano event, Steve, the vice president of fucking Liquid Death, said, fuck, we're all in. So much love to fucking Liquid Death, man. And um, shit, shout out to everybody that supports podcasts like American Cholo. Shout out to everybody that partakes in car shows and even double tapping on the fucking Instagram bitches on Instagram because... That give that gives us a that gives us a fucking that gives those women a platform in a sense we're like we're putting our people up. You know what I'm saying? I mean I double tap on the white bitches too and the, the Asian <laughs> bitches too. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can get it. I but don't what, discriminate. But what I'm saying is like love our culture. And I shout out to everybody that supports the culture, is a part of the culture, everybody that you know partakes in the culture and gives back to the culture, man. All yeah. love, man. And also shout out to you, Notorious. Yeah, thank you, thank you Notorious. Now yes. most definitely, like I said, uh, real quick, UrbanCon last year, man, you guys helped me out by allowing me to to take a lot of pictures. I went crazy, so I'm forever grateful for you guys. I'm excited for October 22nd in Ontario, California. I'll definitely be there. And thank you guys, Matt. Thank you guys for coming out. You guys were my first interview, and I really appreciate that. No, no, much oh, love, man. We were first interview? Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. shout, out, shout out Gil. American Cholo, man. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, thank, you, you, thank you for giving Notorious a, a platform to, yeah, to man, work no, with, Yeah, no, that's man. fucking dope, Honestly. man. You know, Cholo, yeah. American Cholo, he really did his thing. Yes. I mean, like, what, 2019, he's been on it consistently. Consistent, yeah. You know, um, Shit was bad. Shit was good. Shit was this. Shit was that. But Gil kept that shit going. Good and bad, turmoil or not. Through diversity. And, and you know, and now he got this dope-ass fucking location. Like, I'm loving it, man. This is dope, man. So shout out Gil. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, keep, like, everybody out there, support Latin B. Support Fools Gone Wild. Support people who support us. Support Fools Community. You know what I'm saying? Like, support everybody. Like, don't, don't be naive and not support you know, other other nationalities, things that they got going on. You know what I'm saying? Don't do that. Support everybody because they 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 give to the culture too. You know what I'm saying? But show love to your people, man, that fucking that look like you, represent you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like fucking just show love to everybody. Hey, we're boy. more than crabs in a bucket. I can tell you that. We're more than crabs in a bucket. Yes, sir. With that being said, everybody, if nobody loves you, Notorious One loves you, you guys have a good night. Stay blessed. Catch you next week, baby.